Hola. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back. Audible Podcast. Um, the wine edition. Everything is going to be the wine edition. Basically, what I want to do today is I want to give y'all uh, kind of like five um, kind of wine tasting tips. You know, it's more. It can be public and private for public and private wine tastings. It's, it's just a couple of things, a few things that I learned on um when you when you're trying to get the most out of wine tasting you know some days you know we could be tasting wine and it could be it could be five different wines it could be three different wines it could be 10 different wines it could be 15 20 different wines uh but for the most part what you want to do is when you when you're kind of speed tasting i mean what let's say if it's 10 different wines when you're speed tasting, and you, you don't want to take two hours, three hours just to taste a couple damn wines. It's a couple things that you have to do. Uh, I would suggest that you do to kind of just to get the ball rolling. Um, and to kind of get the most out of the wine while you're there on the spot. So I'll go over it. It'll, it'll make more sense as I go through it. So the first thing is s- swishing or swishing the wine or we'll go to twirling the wine so basically you know when people put wine in the glass and they kind of they twirl the, the wine it, it's, it's it looks fancy and it looks ridiculous sometimes but basically i don't even know the the the, the verb swashing it what the hell like uh, swashing the glass around you know just kind of twirling the wine around the glass basically what that's doing it is that's opening the wine up you know air of course is the thing that you know, air oxygen, it's it's what ultimately opens the wine up for you. And it makes it'll eventually kill the wine, of course. But it it it, it gets the wine to the as high as it's gonna get. It opens the wine up for you. I'm not sure if I'm completely making sense. Oxygen gets the wine to the best possible place that it's gonna be, and it's also going to eventually kill that wine so when you see people twirling around in the glass all that's doing is it's getting oxygen into those pockets of the wine and it's basically just opening the wine up for you so you know as you you know there's a lot of different gadgets that people use aerators aerators are those things if you've never seen it uh people hold them or people put them on a bottle and it's uh you can kind of look through it and you see almost these little air pockets and what the air pockets does is as you pour the wines through it, it kind of rushes oxygen through the wines. It's kind of instantly opening up for you. Uh, another thing people use are decanters. Decanters can be very expensive. They can be very inexpensive. I've seen $30 decanters that were just amazing. Um, but decanters just these, for the most part, they're like big open glass uh, cases. They can be very artistic sometimes. I've seen like a duck shaped uh, aerators i've seen uh just gigantic cylinder shaped uh aerators but they're basically just kind of an open they like punch bowl for, for for wine basically you know you put them in there it opens up the wine and you can pour out of it also in in in, in most cases um so just kind of twirling the wine out just be very careful of course you want to throw the wine all over but you're tasting so it's a good chance you won't um have you won't have a chance to, to waste that much wine anyway but a lot of times when you're actually tasting, 
you won't have a glass if it's not that you know that crazy of a setting you know in, in our settings we have glasses we have different things like that sometimes they use uh you know two or three ounce uh plastic cups like shot cups almost when you go to like an event a very public event a lot of our tastings are very private but when you have a lot of public events um they they don't you know if it's for 200 people, 100 people, you can't have 200 glasses. I mean, Jesus Christ, how much washing do you want to do? So sometimes they use these, you know, two or a one ounce kind of shot cups or, or, or yeah, shot cups. So that goes for number two, which is swishing the wine. So the the canters and twirling the wines are a very elegant way and a very kind of letting the wine gradually go to the place it needs to go type of deal it's a it's a it's more of a time swishing the wine inside your mouth it's kind of like when you swish with mouthwash not gargling swishing when you you're just swishing liquid it's a it's a to you it can seem very ridiculous that you're swishing wine in your mouth but if you don't know like the like the amount of pressure Per square inch that your your mouth produces when you're swishing it around, it's actually like a violent type of pressure that's happening in your mouth. So what that does also is that when you're swishing or or I can't even think of any other ways to describe it, when you're swishing a wine in your mouth, you want to it instantly opens the wine up. So when when people come to us, it's not like everyone is 100% prepared. Sometimes they open the wine up on the spot and wines need time to open and need time to breathe. So we don't have an hour. We don't have 45 minutes. We don't have two hours to wait for the wine to get to the perfect place. So the one of the, the more efficient ways and, and the quicker ways to do it is when you pour it, you put if you do one in a shot cup, especially if you're at a very public event and you're kind of doing it out of one to two ounce uh, shot cups. Pour it, drink it, swish it around very violently and spit it out or drink it i would say spit it out if you have a lot of wines to taste stay a little professional don't get sloppy drunk i've seen over the last 10 years i've seen a ridiculous amount of people getting stupidly sloppy drunk um because they don't want to spit the wine out um so that kind of brings me to number three which is knowing your limit now I'll be very honest with you. I've never gotten like drunk at a a, a wine tasting, whether it be private or public, because I'm just not a, a a heavy drinker like that. I'm not a I'm not that guy. You know, there's there's people that are that guy, and it has nothing to do with me being professional. Um, I am professional, but it has nothing to do with that. I just don't really like being drunk like that. It just doesn't. You know, it doesn't. It's a little ridiculous right now. When I was like twenty. You know, Okay, I'm going I'm to tear it up. I'm going to tear it up. I'm legally, you know, I'm not supposed to do that. But 21, 22, you're just lighting everything up. You're just drinking like a damn fish. Nobody is, like, being super proper with cognac, wine, anything else like that. You're just kind of tasting it because you don't know what to do. But the older you get, the more efficient you're going to get, thankfully, hopefully. Um, and you'll find better ways to do things. So number three, to me, and I, it, it, it can be last, but I want it to be right now know your limit if you are tasting wines there are some wines that are very expensive 
you know, when you're drinking Amarone, you're drinking Brunello, you're drinking High and Cab, you're drinking Monache. Some of us, we don't get to drink that type of wine that often. I kind of do, but for the most part, there's a lot of people that don't get to drink those wines pretty often. I think of it as a borderline disrespect. If I have a $70 wine in front of me or $50 wine or $40 wine in front of me and I spit the entire thing out. Now, if I have 20 wines to do, I'll make a small exception for one or two and I will not drink the full glass. I'll drink a very small amount of it just to enjoy it. But typically what I do, let's say if it's in a wine glass and it's a a three or four ounce pour, I'll drink probably three quarters of it just to swish it taste it and then spit it and then that last bit that last 25 percent, i'll drink it i'll be very honest with you there are some wines that are that good that are uh, there are a lot of wines that you just have to enjoy but for the most part spit the wine out i mean jesus christ stay a little professional you have to you have to drive home i don't care if you have to uber home you have to be around other people you don't have to be skunking drunk, lighting it up, uh, just tan it up because it's free booze in front of you. Stay a little professional um, and, and try to spit as much wine out as you possibly can. There are some wines that you just can't do it. They just taste too damn good. I wouldn't say drink the full glass, but at least taste it. Enjoy it. Drink it. But pour, spit some of it out. I mean, you know, like I do. I do sometimes if I'm if I'm drinking a very good Amarone or something that is very expensive. I like to stay a little bit respectful to the process of that winemaking by not spitting out the entire glass. I don't always do it. I spit out a lot of 50, 60, 70, 100 dollar wines. I've spit them out just because I have things to do. I don't need to be up here getting drunk off 100 dollar wines. Sound real good. Uh but if I'm at home, I may just tear it up. But, you know, in a professional setting, uh, no, thank you. I just spit it out and I, I just kind of keep it moving. Uh, number four is, and it kind of, I could have put that last, but I kind of want to get it out of the way. Number four is smelling, sniffing your wine, getting aromas in. So even if you are not an expert, uh, I kind of learned, uh, and this is, it's, it's kind of basic science, but you know, the your right nostril picks up. I don't know if it was like it doesn't pick up everything, but it it has the capability of picking up a majority of what you actually smell than your, your left nostril. So if you were to like to hold your left nostril in, you could still smell some things out of the right. But if it's 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 somewhat it's not the same for the left. I'm not sure the exact science, but I know for a fact that when you lean in. And you sniff with the the your right nostril, you'll get a lot more from that wine than you would out of your left. Now I could be so used to doing that on my right that my mind is kind of you know almost tricked itself into getting more out of the right nostril than the left nostril. That could be the case. I don't think it's the case, but using your right nostril to smell. So basically kind of emulated and i don't have a, a glass or anything in my hand but i'm kind of emulating you have the glass up 
you hold it to your nose, you lean in to your right. And that's how you get your first smell. Using your right nostril to, to smell wine, to sniff wine, to wine, to get the aromas in. I think that's the most efficient way. For me, I think science can probably back this up. But to me, that's the more, most efficient way of getting your aromas down, getting the wine down, and kind of getting everything that you can from the amount of time that you have to taste these wines. If you're at home, sniff for two damn hours. I don't really care. As long as you learn, as long as you're getting it. In a, a little bit more professional setting, especially if you're going out of one or two ounce cups or one or two ounce pours, hold that cup to your nose, right side, sniff it, be done with it. You'll be fine. Please believe me. Um, number five. Number five was kind of number three, but I, I'll, I'll reiterate it again. Um, well, actually, number three was number five. Number three was more like spinning. So for number five, I'll say to know your limit. And just to stay, stay professional. I mean, Jesus Christ, you're in a public setting. Don't get trashed. Don't tear it up. Don't get tipsy. This is not the time to get tipsy. You get tipsy on your own damn time. Uh, stay professional. If you're there to taste wines, be there to actually enjoy the wines. Um, and, and just get it all in. You know, it's not a lot of chances where people get to taste 10, 20, 30, 40 wines. I've gone to a wine event in Dallas and there was easily hundreds of wines. Uh, obviously, I didn't get to do everything. But in a three hour span, I got a whole damn lot. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was drinking everything. There were some things and it was mostly dessert wines. And the reason why I did the, I, I, I swallowed the, the dessert wines instead of spitting those wines out. The reason I did those specifically is because A, they're very pricey. B, they're pretty low in alcohol. And C, they taste pretty damn good. So when you have $120 dessert wines, I really find that, that and they come in half bottles. I find it borderline, not borderline. I find it 112% disrespect to just completely spend spit 100% of that wine out um, I didn't drink the entire thing for most of those wines I drink about half of it Half. To, I, I don't have a damn measuring cup in front of me but I did spit a portion of those out but they were so damn good I had to taste uh, actually taste some of them so that's a, another thing that I did and I just want to kind of get you guys to I want to get y'all to the, the most comfortable place you know a lot of this wasn't a lot of the guidelines and learning how to be comfortable around wine it wasn't it wasn't really given to me i had I have a lot of people that teach me different things on just how to stay efficient but only you know how to be most efficient for yourself so I just kind of try to go over the things that were most efficient to me. And I think since I'm a super regular person, I think you can use those ways because the people that taught me, they're high level. And at a certain level, you just don't. I mean, a certain level it just is what it is. Uh, I think I'm a pretty high level. I'm not at the level of the people who taught me. I don't think I'm even close, to, to be honest with you. 
But I'm certainly higher than y'all. I mean, holy, holy for Jolies. I'm sorry. Um, I'm certainly higher than y'all. So I just want to kind of give y'all uh, just an you know an, an easy way to get this stuff. It can be very complicated. It can be very ridiculous. It can be very tedious. Um, but it's just you'll never learn anything, and and that that's what. That's what what captivated me about wine in general. The fact that I'll never know everything. The fact that new things are being invented every day. New wines are being put out every day. You'll never taste everything. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of wine labels. Um, There are hundreds, maybe thousands of different. There are definitely thousands of different clones for a lot of different varietals. And there are hundreds of different grapes. There's just it's just so much to learn and so much to consume. I want to try to teach y'all to just be the most efficient that you can at getting to whatever level you want to get to. Not everybody wants to be a a super wine expert, but I want to kind of teach you to learn how to enjoy the wine that you buy. Or maybe you're at a dinner and, you know, you're not too wine savvy, but other people are. But at least you can fake it till you make it. These tips I just gave you swirling it. Holding it to the right side of your nostril. Drinking. Swashing around. Swashing around in your mouth. Just trying to open up the wine as, as quickly. And it's as, as almost it's, it's violent when it comes to the physics of it. But just kind of opening the wine up as much as possible. As quick as possible. Um, you know, if you don't have to swish it and all that. If you're at a dinner. and If you're tasting, I would say to do it. The first glass, I would say to do it. That way you know what you're getting. Um... And I just I just want to try to teach y'all to be most efficient and just, you know, when you're in those settings where it's a petite verdot or it's Grenache or Chateauneuf de Pop or it's uh Priorat or it's just one of these super ridiculous sounding wines. You have no idea what the hell you have in front of you. I want to kind of teach you to to not be intimidated by that and just to jump in front of it and take the damn bulls by the horns. So we'll go over this again. Swishing the wine, swirling it in your glass, smelling it, right nostril, up to the glass, swashing it, first glass, or if you're tasting, full glass. I usually do first glass at a dinner just to see what kind of wine this is. It's opening up to it. A lot of psalms, a lot of people in a lot of different wine bars don't know exactly what they're doing. You just think you know they know what they're doing because you don't know much about what's going on. A lot of those people don't know what they're doing, don't know what you're pouring. I've seen people bring cons- like consistent bad bottles, and I'll go over that on how to uh, how to figure that out. But consistent bad bottles to our table because they don't know how to properly store wine, or they think it's like liquor where you can put the damn cap back in and just sit it to the side, and two weeks later, oh, somebody wants a cap, bring that cap out. It doesn't work like that. Um, spitting out the wine, and if you are going to taste the wine, I want you to know your limit. I want you to stay professional. I don't want you to get trashed. If you feel like getting trashed, go home and get trashed. Stay your ass inside and get trashed. Don't get trashed on somebody else's time and somebody else's dime, especially when you're driving home because drunk driving is pretty whack. You're pretty trash. So thank you for listening to the Audible Podcast. Uh, I try to stay as updated as possible with y'all. Just trying to give y'all the, the basics on staying calm, and cool around the most difficult sounding wines you can possibly be around. So, 
Y'all have a great day.